1: To episode 93 of the Cantabite Dispatch, and with me today, as always, it's my delightful co host, it's Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited because today I don't just have Brittany Brown, who I'm happy to have again because recording by myself is a nightmare, but we also have a very special guest, internationally known rock god. Star of two of my favorite podcasts, The Bad Motivators and The Sticklist, List, it's Eric strothers
0: What's up, guys? I'm so happy to be here. Oh,
1: man, that sounded sarcastic as hell.
0: It wasn't. It's t- I'm, I'm being totally scared. serious.
2: <laughs> Are you very intimidated by Eric? Because that was just so enthusiastic that he's going to be so let down by this episode.
0: <laughs> Listen... <laughs> Here's the deal. You guys know all the dudes that I podcast with on those other shows. This is an absolute (laughs) dream come true right now compared to what I deal with every week.
1: Well, I promise not to eat on the mic and I'm not going to rustle around and I'm not going to vape on the mic either. So we're already a couple (laughs) points ahead, I think
0: yeah exactly and we all got here on time
1: mostly just well we had some problems but we're okay now
0: yeah yeah the intent was there that's what matters yeah so i do this one show where every week (laughs) here's the time we're gonna start and then i'm ready and one other guy's ready but then some other people might not be ready I'm trying to be very vague so that the Sith list yeah, doesn't sure, know it's them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited, especially to have Eric on this week when we actually have some news to talk about. And so it's it's not just going to be evaluating the sexual prowess of various Star Wars characters, although we will get to that. But <laughs> <laughs> most. Mostly we have real news, but first we have podcast news because Brittany, yes. you just had a birthday and you worked, you worked ten,
2: 10 hours on your birthday. Yeah, it was almost awful, but I had good company at work, so it was nice. I got a new work schedule, so I no longer have to work uh, graveyard shifts, so I'm very, very happy. Oh, that's very good. That makes a big difference in your life. I know. I start on Monday. But it's shitty because I, I won the bid. And, of course, next week is when I'm going to Denver. So I was like, hey, thanks for the bid. Uh, I have to go. So hopefully it's fine. But if not, I'm still going. So sorry work. But, yeah, I had a good birthday. I graduated college, too, kind of. So that was nice. How was the graduation ceremony? Um, the graduation was long. It was... Like two and a half hours, and it was raining all day too, and it was shitty because they told us to get there at seven forty-five, like no later than seven forty-five, or they won't let you in. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get there early. I was literally like one of the first people there because I was there so early, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are you telling me to get there at seven forty-five? But it was stupid, and then. The school was stupid because it was pouring rain outside, and I wanted to go back inside to meet up with my family, and they're like, oh, we won't let you back in, and I almost went crazy, but then I'm like, these are students working. They're outside in the rain, too. I should be nice, and then before the ceremony started, uh, Carlos's family was waiting for my family because they had the tickets, and Carlos's mom had to go to the bathroom, and they wouldn't let her go inside to use the bathroom, and now I want to fight all the people that told her no, so... Yeah, fuck them.
1: On the plus side, it's over now, and you never have to go back.
2: Yeah, I'm happy about that. Because, well, I have to go back when Rusty graduates, because Rusty just got accepted there, so. (laughs) Uh, Oh, awesome. Congratulations, Rusty. Yeah, he's excited. He's taking summer classes. I had to help him pick out classes, because I'm really good at that for some reason. It took me years to figure out, like, what what schedules to do, because I... Miraculously, was only at San Diego State for a couple semesters because I mastered the. All right, I need to take these classes and these classes, and I got out of there really quickly. So, I'll help him with that too. So I'm excited to do that. I always love helping out people with school schedules.
1: So Eric, how has your week been?
0: Yes, ma'am. It has been pretty stellar all in all it was my kids last week of school for the year my son graduated from preschool (laughs) now graduated from preschool you say what's that all about they actually do the whole thing where they they call them by name and they walk across the stage and get their little diploma and they've got you know their mortarboard hat that's (laughs) basically it, it looks like a um like a almost like a swim diaper because it's all <laughs> white plastic and elastic that goes over any size head with this mortarboard. But it was so cute because Henry was so proud of himself and they it, they sing all these little songs and stuff. It's, it's, it is really precious. And unfortunately, there's three preschool classes that are graduating. The middle class their teachers seemed to think that a bunch of four-year-olds singing full-length versions of songs such as you've got a friend in me is just what the doctor ordered where everybody else went ahead oh, and edited no. them that their stuff down to a palatable <laughs> 90 seconds or so Ooh. but but yeah it was it was a bit much to take um but he did great and then stella Her class, what the school does, man, this, they go to a private school and it's awesome. They, they do a little talent show on the last day. It's a tradition and kids can get up there and do whatever. They have some sort of vetting process, thankfully. But, uh, so it's just, for example, when we walked in, there was a little girl singing this song and I was like to a track and I was like, oh my gosh, her pitch is perfect. And then I realized, oh, the vocals of the original track are in the track. That's why it sounds so good. But... (laughs) But yeah, I was blown away. I was like, "Why isn't anybody weeping?" This is talent unseen in our day and age. But um, it's really cool because it was the the kindergarten teacher that Stella had last year was retiring, and there's this tradition. She leads the kids in this thing they call it the two dita. It's too hard to explain. Regardless, she had had almost every kid there in that room because the school goes up to eighth grade, and all the kids get up and do it right. It's so cute. And, and the amazing thing, about and your guys, everybody's like, oh, God, shut up and talk about Star Wars. But all the kids are so supportive of each other. When they come off stage, all their friends are high-fiving them and everybody's being super cool about it, Aww. which I find amazing. But the best part is Stella has a little friend named Henry, not her brother, Henry. This is a kid in her class. And this is the kid, anybody who's heard me on the bad motivators I've talked about him. He, he has a, he had a brain tumor and he's had to have several surgeries and he's just been such a little champ about it. And, um, like it, because of some of the stuff that's happened, it stunted his growth. He's a little bit shorter than everybody else. Um, I mean, he'll catch up, but it's, it like delayed him. And anyway, he got up and did stand up comedy. And it was oh, amazing. Wow. His dad had Aww. worked with him on it, and he's got a little bit of a little bit of a speech impediment. And uh, but he talked about how how he hates taking baths, and he get, did this whole pitch about how so what I do is I start saying I want a bath all the time. Eventually, they're sick of it, and I mentioned baths a little less, and they mentioned baths a little less. Next thing you know, I haven't bathed in two weeks. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's gold. <laughs> the kid ruled. It was the best.
1: Oh that's great. I love it.
0: Yeah, it was really cute. He's the one who said he told me when Stella and he are getting married according to him. And oh, congrats. he when I went on their field trip he he says, uh, "Stella and I are basically married. Uh we just have to find a day to actually go get married." <laughs> and Stella says, "Can we not talk about this right now?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, they are married." <laughs>
1: That's the best But anyway That's pretty That's pretty freaking cute they,
0: It is great
1: <laughs> Now I feel almost Even though this is not Bad motivators I feel like I should almost be playing Who got what Because I want to brag about this artwork that I got And I haven't gotten it yet but I did order it Let me put it in um, In the chat down below But I found these posters On Etsy and I got one of Tarkin and one of Krennic because, of course, I did.
0: <laughs> of course, you did.
1: But. <laughs> there, the 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 guy the guy's shop is. Um, Ben's mind, and he does these sort of minimalist style. Posters, and so. It's just it's white background, and then the Imperial symbol, and then figures standing in front of them. But. They're really simple, like the face isn't completely done in. There's just like a few lines and some shading. Hmm. That's awesome. And I'm excited because I have to replace some stuff on my wall because I have some old like, Game of Thrones stuff that's still up and I need to take it down because it just makes me annoyed whenever I look at it.
2: I'm surprised that's been on your wall for so long.
1: It's up pretty high, so I'm going to have to get on a chair to take it down. That's, that's basically why I haven't taken it down. Well, it's also... I have one of Arya, and I have one of Tyrion. And those characters I still both like. Oh, okay, good. Oh, I want to see them. Um, but...
0: That's cool, let though. Let see
1: if I can actually... Yeah, I've looking at his... I don't know. I've been looking at them before. And I'm like, I don't need any more art. And then I realized... Eh, I can just buy things because that's, you know, it's a bad mindset. I get in sometimes where I'm like, well, I already spent $40 more than I should have this month. So I might as well spend a hundred dollars more than I should have. And I feel, I don't know how to overcome that mindset. I know it's bad, Eh, but it's why I end up with way too much shit.
0: Well, I can tell you right now, that if it wasn't for my wife, we would be in the poorhouse because I have very poor impulse control when it comes to that. It's like, ooh, I want it, therefore I shall get it. And that's just how I roll. And so now, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at the shelf I just installed yesterday to put my sweet ass sail barge on.
1: Oh dear, ooh, how do you have room for that?
0: Well, what I had to do is I've got a pretty big office space, I got to say. I can't complain for the amount of space I get to have. Most people probably don't get this much room. But what I did, because this is so big, I had to mount some shelves that are above my huge row of guitars. So that it's the only place there was any room left. Okay, so
1: I'm hoping that your shelf installation skills are really good.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty handy. And surprisingly, the barge isn't that heavy.
1: Okay. How big is that, though? It's like, it's like. But it
0: looks super dope. Um, it is four feet long from end to end. And uh, let's see. It's about, with the sails on, it's about 20 inches high. Something like that here, why don't I just send you guys a picture and you can look and see what it looks like. Um, Here's everything. You can get a, a, a guess as to what it is. If you look at the Princess Leia figure that's in there, you can see she's a standard three and three quarter inch figure. Oh, okay. And then I've got another figure up on the deck, actually a couple of them. They're just regular three and three quarter inch figures.
1: So now that you have this, are you more tempted to buy more figures to put on it?
0: Well, of course, of course I am. And I, I just got to say, for anybody who has the sail barge, number one, congratulations, because it's really neat. But number two, if you, it, so check out um, JediBusiness.com. They put together a list of the characters that you could possibly want to display with your sail bars now, and sale, and Jabba's Palace, if you happen to have that rig. And they've got them indexed by what year they came out, and then links to all of them if you want to check their prices on eBay for stuff that's not currently available for sale. So good on them, man. JediBusiness.com.
1: It looks good.
0: It is cool. And those are all guitar cases underneath.
1: I was going to say, how many guitars do you have?
0: Um, Honestly, probably like 20-something. Let's see. Oops. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. 18, Probably the same amount of
2: Porgs I have 19, 19, 19, is the same amount of guitars Eric has. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20.
0: <laughs> something like 26 or 7. Honestly, I didn't think I still had Yeah, that that's
3: money.
0: close. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So. oh uh, well, I mean, I guess that's more useful than anything I collect. At least you can do something with those.
0: Well, to be fair, I can only play one at a time. And to be (laughs) also fair is I typically only play them when uh, like I go through stages where this is my main guitar now for the next five years and all these other guitars. Well, you're just going to sit there in a case not being paid any attention to. And then something happens to one of my guitars and like my Flying V, which is my main guitar, it fell on its face (laughs) on Mother's Day and got banged up a little bit. And so while I await its repair, I busted out a guitar that used to be my main guitar and have been playing it. And it is pretty sweet. It's like, oh, I remember why I was in love with you.
1: Yeah, you're going back to your high school girlfriend.
0: Yeah, kind of like that. (laughs) you know eventually you start remembering all the problems that were there and you convince yourself that you've both grown and learned from it And in some aspects you have but yeah after the nostalgia wears out it's like you know i really really don't know about this
1: yeah but those first couple times back are really good so oh yeah
0: it's like my guitar's like oh my gosh you're so much more experienced and i'm like yeah i know (laughs) right so are you and then i'm like wait a minute who's been playing you since you've been here locked up in my house
1: that might be as far as what we're able to extend the metaphor with locked up in your house. So,
0: Yeah, I shouldn't have said it like that.
1: Hey, should we talk about some Star Wars?
0: Sure, that is definitely what we should do. I'm sorry for wasting everyone's
1: time. Oh my god, have you heard our podcast? Jesus. <laughs> I think if we start talking about Star Wars in the first 20 minutes, we're doing really good. Yeah. Um. So first... This was just a little tidbit because this is something actually Eric you pointed out that you had seen on Fanta Tracks today, and they say that Matt Smith and Dominic Monaghan's names are no longer on the cast list for Rise of Skywalker on the UK Disney website. Right. Now they're, like, they're saying that this could be like any number of things. Either they weren't supposed to have their names up there because some sort of surprise thing or their scenes have been cut. Um, The thing with Matt Smith is it's sort of been going back and forth on him. There was the announcement he was going to be in it. And then he said you wouldn't see him in Star Wars, which sounded so carefully worded to me that I thought it meant he was going to be doing a voiceover or like a CG character.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Like, it wasn't just, I'm not in Star Wars. It was a really awkwardly worded statement that seemed like a guy trying not to actually tell a technical lie. Right. Um, I'd be pretty sad if Donna McMahan isn't in it just because... He seemed so stoked to be in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, he did. And I mean, honestly, who can blame him? He's right at that perfect age for that to be like a dream come true as an actor.
1: Yeah, and he, I've always really enjoyed him and stuff. He's a big geek. He gets really super excited about things. He was, you know, he was posting a lot about how, how overwhelming it was to be In Star Wars and so I'm I'm really hoping it was just something where they had stuff up they weren't supposed to yet so it came down because I hope it's not that his scenes got cut because I'd be I'd be very sad for him
0: well and if you because here's the deal either if it's not that his scenes got cut it's got to be that they're keeping it secret for some reason because he was in remember the images that came out that were basically like a bunch of test photos
1: yeah that's right. he was
0: in that, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, oh, that's right.
0: yeah, I feel like he was in like the upper right corner of that grid of photos.
1: yeah, that's weird. And I'd be like, well, why would they keep that a secret? But start like they're so strange when it comes to their casting announcements and and what they're willing to reveal when right. That that who knows? So I'm I'm hoping it's not a sign that he's not in the movie, but you you had mentioned it before we started, and I thought it was at least worth taking a look at because it's it's sort of an interesting thing. Like no matter what the reason is, it's a weird thing to do, and so it's it's definitely going to draw attention because people are insane about looking at that stuff. Which means somebody's like tracking that
2: probably because I wouldn't have been able
1: to tell you that it disappeared because because I wouldn't have ever known that it was up there or not like I would never notice that
0: well you know how you can set up Google alerts for certain things I wonder if there's a methodology for doing the same thing like because like I'm pretty sure you can do it by site by website not by visual site and I wonder if it's just like notify me of any changes and it, it might pop up and say, it might say this page changed and here's what it used to look like and here's what it looks like now.
1: Oh, that's probably true. But. um, The other thing that we got, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about the Vanity Fair thing later because that'll probably be our most of our discussion. Um, The other news is there's a Knights of the Old Republic script being written. Uh, This is off of BuzzFeed. They say they had it verified by, by three different sources, so it could be pretty solid. And this is being written by, um, I'm gonna try Leda Calagridis. She wrote Shutter Island. She wrote Alita Battle Angel. She was EP on Avatar. She did, um... Altered Carbon which is a Netflix show and also wrote Terminator Genesis. So a fairly mixed bag as a writer. But damn. There's a woman writing a Star Wars script.
0: I think that's excellent. And I know it's unpopular opinion, but I like Terminator Genesis. I thought it was it's totally <laughs> ridiculous, but it is it's a pretty fun ride.
1: Oh, okay i mean i i love shuttered island which is also a movie that people don't like for reasons that confuse me because i saw that in the theater and was blown away i'd actually have it in like near the t- like the top half of my scorsese film list but yeah so according to this she started writing this she was she was hired in spring of last year the script is almost done It's a potential trilogy, and nobody has any
2: idea what this means, basically, right? Right. Yeah, I'm just confused on why BuzzFeed announced this. Like, I never thought that I would hear Star Wars news from BuzzFeed.
1: Have they broken any other Star Wars news, do you know, Eric?
0: That I don't know.
1: I mean, I can't remember anything coming from them.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I feel like anything of theirs that I've ever clicked on has been after the fact when I found out about something and I was trying to get a particular on it, and by that time they picked up something. Okay. But, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. They may have. I am just haven't been that hip to whoever's whoever's doing it. Now, something I find interesting about this article is that it does specifically say... She is the first woman writer of a Star Wars movie since the Empire Strikes Back in 1980, which, you know, makes you think that, okay, if you were going to try to guess, well, maybe this is for the TV show. They specifically mentioned movie down here in this. But, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Is she writing what is going to be the Game of Thrones dude's, Movies Is she, is this a completely different thing?
1: I thought the Game of Thrones dudes were writing that movie.
0: That's what I thought thought too. too.
1: Like I thought they, I thought they weren't directing, but they were writing. But I I mean, partially I was just thrown because for whatever reason, I guess it's, you know, the same way that whenever there's a new project coming, everybody thinks it's Obi-Wan. The assumption was that, that um Betanoff and Weiss were doing Knights of the Old Republic.
0: Right. Yeah. Just because of their tie with Game of Thrones and the similarity of the like the timeline versus the current timeline.
2: Yeah, but you know, you talked about how we won is so popular. I feel like Knights of the Old Republic is just as popular and people talk about what kind of Star Wars they want. They always talk about this video game. And I personally never thought that they would do something based off a video game because I just, I don't feel like that's really being creative, but probably with the right writers and everything, they could do something great with this. And especially the writers of this video game are probably going to get millions of dollars because a Star Wars movie, or even if this might be a TV series too on the streaming service, like they're going to get so much from this. Well, probably like,
1: Probably not, because a lot of times if you're writing stuff for that, it's sort of like when you're writing comic books where you don't actually own the characters you create because you created them for this property. Like that's the thing that comes like um, uh, Neil Gaiman talks about this because he gets asked about this a lot because he created um, Sandman, you know, and, and did that comic, but he doesn't own it like Vertigo and DC own that. So in terms of like a movie happening, he has no control over it whatsoever, And so, I don't know how video game contracts work. I, like, maybe they get something. I would imagine they don't get a ton.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like they would try to get something. I mean, I'm surprised that we haven't heard anything from these people that made this. Because they would either be excited or angry that, you know, that they're either getting a lot of money or not not a lot of money from this. Because, I mean, this game is still being played today. Like, that's how... Well well the other yeah. Well the other thing is we don't know if
1: Knights of the Old Republic script means taking characters and story an actual storyline from the game. Really. Or if it's taking a setting. Eric, did you play this game at all?
0: No, I didn't actually. I my problem is is I love video games and I tend to I just don't have the time to pour myself into him. And so it's a lot like, well, Eric better stop drinking because he's no good when he drinks. So it's it's like that. So I've always wanted to, but never have. Because I remember when uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out. Oh, my gosh. It's like I didn't see the light of day until I 100%ed that game. <laughs> it's like, why hasn't Eric been to work? Well, you know, this is, you know. But I—I um, I mean, I've seen the gameplay, and I know people who are super in love with this. Even still, even though they don't play it all the time, they still do play it, and it still trends on like the uh, um, the Apple Store games and stuff like that. It still still rolls, so. I can see people being interested in it. And I don't know that necessarily it's even for the existing characters, but I think it's more of that, what that timeline represents. If you guys have seen any of the, like the, the, what what's the, the cutscenes from it,
2: mm-hmm. you can yeah. find
0: piles of compilations on YouTube. It's cool. I mean, this is back when like, force users were force users where they're running around every place and there's all these Sith and all these Jedi and it's havoc and war everywhere in a, in a, on a grand scale i can see where the that would be attractive because it's it's sort of like well knights of the older public it's sort of like medieval times for our modern age except they you know had technology
1: Yeah, and I think there definitely are people who just want to see
2: massive scale, like, lightsaber army fights. I have never seen any of these movies that she has written. Like, I haven't seen Alita. Eric, have you seen Alita?
0: I have not seen it.
2: Hmm. You see, I was asking that, then I'm like, I don't know if Eric would, because... Eric, you don't really see too many movies.
0: I don't. It's 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 a running gag, but it's all warranted. I just don't get out to see many movies.
2: Yeah, I didn't mean to add on to the gag. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Oh, no,
0: no, 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 no. Yeah, I just don't.
2: But Emily, you haven't seen it. Would you see Alita?
1: Um, you know, I've heard really good things about it. Um, people I, I trust seem to really enjoy it, which makes me kind of wish I had gone to see it in the theaters, but I didn't go to see it in the theaters just cause I do not like the visual that just the girl with the big eyes just really bugged the, the, like the uncanny valley thing for me so hard that I'm like, okay, I can't see that movie.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know though, but who knows? I mean, I'm still... I don't know. It's like part of me doesn't want to trust an article from like BuzzFeed because I feel like BuzzFeed, when I think of BuzzFeed, I think of, do you ever like go on YouTube and see like all of like the BuzzFeed videos? It just feels like very like millennial content. And then they post those articles like, why is everyone so thirsty for Kylo Ren? And it just seems very not
1: professional. BuzzFeed also has like, BuzzFeed has a very legitimate news arm that has done serious political like deep dive stories Mm. and i i feel like maybe it's just because buzzfeed is so massive that yeah and they do have the you know what garden vegetable salad is right for you or what kind of bird are you their quizzes like it's you know all that user-generated content Mm.
2: well what what kind of bird are you yeah one who's not a bird you have to choose a bird Emily, Eric, what kind of bird would you be?
0: An eagle, man.
1: (laughs) I like the "duh" that was implied. I'm I'm
0: majestic as hell.
2: (laughs) I would be a pelican. I think they're really cute, and I like how they can just like store food. You store
1: rotted fish inside of you.
2: I love fish, man. I'll store all of the fish. Okay, but you have to choose a bird. Okay. I know you're afraid of birds, but you have to choose one. What is the least... Like, a, a penguin's a bird. Like, you can choose a penguin. But I'm not a penguin. It depends. Like, you can be, like, a emperor penguin. Like, you're, like, the boss no, of the penguins.
1: Looking.
2: You think they're creepy looking?
1: The emperor penguins? Yeah, they're creepy looking.
2: I like the penguins, and they have, like, the little, like, orange hairs on their eyebrows, and they look like they have, like, 3D eyebrows. I would be
1: a crow, because even though I hate them, they are very malicious birds, and they hold grudges, and will, like, stalk people and basically harass them.
2: Emily, who would you
1: stalk? No, like, people who, like, do them wrong. Oh, and they like p- purposefully shit on their cars and stuff wow
2: hm. well that was our bird content of the week
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the only other real question I mean well I mean besides the fact that we know nothing about what it actually is about the that this movie is what does it mean for the Star Wars schedule that we have
0: Well, that's the part that I'm wondering is whose movies are these? Where do they go? Is the announcement that we got about the movie in 2022 and then 24 and 26, is is that these are the only Star Wars movies you're getting in that time? Or is that these are the ones we have on the calendar right now?
1: Yeah, and I'm – we know they've got other stuff in production. We know they've always have other stuff in production. I mean, we get things like that. The, the most Eisley project that we didn't even know about until it was canceled. So they've got to be working on other stuff. I, I don't take that movie schedule announcement as 100% concrete. There's nothing else here.
0: Yeah, that I don't know.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could see this being a TV show or something. Like, I know the whole we're not getting, like, movies thing is accurate or something, but I don't know. I mean but who would direct this i don't know if ryan would direct this because i feel like as soon as we hear something about ryan or ryan is in some news like that would get so much attention and ryan wasn't in this so well yeah yeah who knows but also the possibility that this isn't real or just that it's another thing that they're
1: developing for like you know 10 years from now or just to see where it goes um but i i don't think it's i don't think it's ryan's because from everything we heard about ryan's which is again like barely anything it seems like he wanted to do something completely different which this definitely wouldn't be yeah but unless either of you have something else on this one we can jump into the vanity fair stuff
2: sure yeah let's do it
1: okay so Vanity Fair, like they did with the last two movies, did a behind the scenes, um, Anna Lieblitz did a bunch of photography, there's a fairly in-depth article, and then some other like little side articles to go with it, it's the big cover story, so we've got lots and lots of pretty pictures, so we're going to talk about the pretty pictures. Yes. And we're just sort of going to go through them, I guess, in order with this article, um, you know, both of you, jump in if there's anything you want to talk about. But um, to be frank, I still haven't read this whole article. I've read paragraphs of it. Mostly I've just been busy looking at pictures.
2: Wow! I actually read it because I thought you'd give me shit if I did it. So now I can give you shit for not reading it. No, I'm kidding.
1: Um, well, no, I just didn't. I never really, I didn't like start from the beginning and then stop. I just sort of read around like I would see a name that interests me. And I'm like, oh, I'll read about what Oscar Isaac has to say.
2: Hmm. yeah I I read most of it like I read like they're talking about like celebration and everything and they were talking about how John Williams thought that it was just that a new hope was just gonna be a one and done but I don't know overall it was pretty interesting it was really long are are these usually really ro- really long articles
0: yeah, they put quite a bit into them. And then there's all these offshoots and I just I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but all of them lead to a picture that says nothing. It's maybe this, but maybe not this. Who knows? And that's what you get out of them. Like for example, there's when you're looking at this, you get to see all of the pictures, but then there it says click here for a first look at what of of how Mark Hamill will appear in the movie or luke skywalker and the way i read it it made me think of this is how the character will actually quote unquote appear meaning he's a force ghost and here's what he'll do no they just literally meant this is what he'll look like and you're looking right at the picture when you (laughs) click on the link to find out what he's going to look like it's like i'm already looking at it but that's where it was headed and i thought man that's a that's a bit of a bummer, but uh but yeah, there's lots of stuff in here and some of it honestly is empty nothing, but other parts of it are really cool. It's just cool to find out what they're up to.
1: Yeah, and so the first first like real picture we get is this one of JJ and the Knights of Ren. And this is really the best look we've gotten of the Knights of Ren so far. And they're sort of,
2: yeah.
1: like, they're rougher looking than than I expected. And a little more, like, a little more ragged. I expected them to be not completely uniform. I knew they weren't completely uniform, but I was expecting more of a, a cohesive look. And these guys all look sort of like they're part of the same gang in a Mad Max movie.
0: Yeah, that's the Mad Max look is really what's going on here. Now did you catch the thing and I don't remember who it was that that first caught this and my apologies because I would definitely credit them but the the knight whose back is directly in the center of the camera the camera's pointing right at his back the like the trident axe thing he's carrying that blade yeah that's at the top of the frame that is in dryden Voss's office yeah I, I saw
1: that i mean that's something again like i i don't remember who saw it because i in a million years would have never noticed that even if i had seen solo more than once but i just don't notice that kind of thing uh whether that actually means anything or not who knows but it's cool
0: yeah because it very well could have been like oh crap hey go grab something just find anything, I don't know. It's, it looks like that he could hit somebody with. No, not a paper towel tube. We need something bigger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you cuz you're not just making like disposable props. Right. Those all go in a warehouse somewhere and then somebody goes, "Oh, it'd be cool to reuse right. this." Um but yeah, so we have there's a big there's a big trident axe. Somebody's got what is basically a like three-foot-long meat cleaver. That's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, that is that is heavy looking.
2: And then it looks like he has, like, an arm, like a gun as his arm or something. Yeah, too. I'm not what sure that if that's... His arm? I think
1: it's just, like, strapped over his yeah, arm. Yeah,
0: if you look down, like, right underneath the barrel, it looks kind of like he's almost holding his hand in a fist. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so like it's, that, oh, okay. lo- that yeah, looks like it. something out of, uh, Grindhouse.
1: <laughs> oh, it does. And then the other one is, I, I mean, is just some sort of knobby club thing? I can't quite tell. It's got to do more than that. Maybe it like is electric or something. Yeah. But the guy on the, on the far right. Maybe. But they all have slightly, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: It reminds. Oh, I was going to say, it reminds me of Jafar's uh, staff in Aladdin, because I just saw the live action Aladdin. Oh, how was it? It was cute. I mean, I had issues, but Will Smith was good, but he wasn't great, (laughs) because he's not Robin Williams.
0: How was Araj?
2: Oh, Araj? Araj was good. I mean, I... I don't know. I didn't really connect with the actor. He kind of annoyed me at some things that he would do. And um, the woman who played Jasmine, I think her name is like Naomi Scott or something. She was really good. They totally transformed her character into this feminist fighter woman, which which was great and they added a new song they replaced in the original aladdin there was that bird song i don't know eric if your kids have watched the animated aladdin do you remember that bird song where the birds in the cage and she like lets it go i forget what that song is but
0: we've not watched it as a family they may have watched it at the baby maybe but. but
2: they replaced that with this like song about her not being speechless and it was good but yeah overall I could tell that they used all their money for animation on Lion King, so <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, back to Star Wars. I like JJ's outfit. I like his his khaki pants and the boots. It must be hot as hell. Yeah, it does not I would not be
1: wearing a hoodie.
0: Yeah, I bet that's just physically miserable to do that. Those people are earning that money.
1: Because they're complete, like every inch of them is covered.
0: And by heavy stuff. They're they're wearing what looks like the equivalent of burlap and leather.
1: Yeah. And then big old helmets that have got to have terrible sight lines. No, that doesn't look fun. And you're fighting in them presumably. Okay, yeah. so what they want to say, it wasn't I don't think it was in the main article. I think it was in they also had a sub article which was just like a roundup of everything new that we learned. And originally there was a line that said I I forget the exact wording, but it was we can we can officially confirm or exclusively confirm that the Knights of Ren are back and that scene in the in the teaser in the woods, Kylo is fighting them. That was changed fairly quickly to, we can confirm that the Knights of Ren are back.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that there had been something wow, they're different. just teasing
1: us. Yeah, so either they weren't supposed to say that, or... There wasn't ever actually confirmation of that, and so that was somebody making assumptions.
2: Yeah, that's that's weird. I didn't see that. Would you? Um, did someone post that on Twitter that they changed that? Uh, I think I saw it on s- through Steel. Hmm. Mr. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah Steel was at too, Galaxy's
1: girl. Edge. I'm very jealous. <sighs> me
2: too. <laughs> uh, I need to ask him about that. I need the I need the tea.
1: I'm sure there'll be some podcast about it. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Cause I know that Jason went too. I'm trying to think of anyone else I know. A lot of the Disney bloggers that I follow have gone either last week or just this week, so Oh, and Ryan Johnson went.
1: Oh really? And he had green milk and he said that there are lots of porgs.
2: Oh my god. Dude, my pork collection is gonna increase. So much. I mean, I just got a new Porg from Amazon just last week, so. Slowly but surely, I'll have all of them. So next up we have Carrie Russell, and the
1: caption is, she is the masked scoundrel Zori Bliss, seen in the thieves' quarter of the snow-dusted world of Kijimi. Dang.
0: Yeah, she looks rad. Her helmet looks like a cross between an axe um because the back of it looks like there's an axe sticking off of it and a hmm what would I say this looks like
2: I'm getting Enfist nest Vibes
0: a little yeah it's the f- the f- the shape of the helmet proper is mandalorian yeah like if you look at the curve mm-hmm. in the front it reminds you of a mandalorian helmet but then it's got like this of course, it looks like an axe, but I suspect it's not actually coming to a point. It's really hard to tell because of the contrast of the picture. But the color of her outfit is very Zam Wessel looking from Attack of the Clones. It's just a job. That that character. <laughs> the she changeling. Also, yeah,
1: She also looks like the Rocketeer, which I know is a reference that Brittany yeah. is too young for. Hey, I knew, she, I know that. Okay. Because yeah. she looks like incredibly like the Rocketeer.
0: Yeah, that's actually a very, very appropriate comparison.
1: Do you think but she
0: looks dope as can be?
1: Do you think we're seeing Carrie Russell's face under there, or is she alien? Oh
0: man, I think we'll see her face. I don't know i I hope we see her face, but at the same time, her being an alien would be just fine too. I I think hanging out at the thieves' quarter is a that's a that's a pretty cool name for a place
2: yeah what if she's a changeling too we might get more changelings
0: that could be because
2: you know you said that she because i get those vibes too the zam wessel vibes like from this outfit so maybe but you never know it is i mean it's really it's
1: really cool looking. i love all the different little straps on the armbands.
0: And she's carrying um like a set of blasters like crosship style if you guys are familiar with the westerns at all because when I was a kid, man, I used to watch westerns with my grandpa. Oh. And um, you'd see the cowboys who had their pistols where they didn't you reached across your body. Oh yeah, and that's why them. they're
1: that's why they're facing the other right way.
0: Right. So she has her hands not on the blaster that you would fire with that hand, unless they're just like the most crazy configured things of all time. But if you look at the barrel of it, it does look like there's a sight of sorts on it. So yeah, I would expect her to be like a cross draw, hip draw kind of gunslinger.
1: is Is the decoration on there, it looks like it's etching or something, is that like on a holster or is that the gun itself that's etched?
0: I think that's the holster. Okay. I think because if you look at the see the thigh straps
1: on, yeah. her,
0: on her both pants I think that is part of that holster. If you look at it it looks like it's passing through the like underside of the one that's closest to the camera.
1: Yeah. All right. Oh, and like the they have they have designs on them too, like the the thigh bands and it looks like the arm bands do too. So I'm wondering if that's purely decorative if that's another like Star Wars language but it's I gotta say it's really striking
0: yeah I hope she gets more than like a 10 second screen time sort of role hmm.
1: thieves quarters
2: I'm interested in the planet Kimiji
1: Kijimi. It's K-I-J-I-N-I. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, Kij- It's my eyesight is so
0: terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have reading glasses on, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Kijimi? 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 I guess it could be long E sound.
2: Yeah.
0: Or who knows, it's Star Wars. They'll say, no, that's uh, Blitzkrieg. It's how you spill it, it's how you spill it. <laughs>
2: Maybe it's the planet. Do you remember in the trailer where um, I, bl- I believe one of the ships is going down to that, like, dark town, that dark city? And then you see, like, I'm bad at explaining. Oh, the one where you just no, see, you see the, the aerial view. Yes. I think that's m- that be- might be where she is. It might be one of those where... She tries to kidnap the characters. They're down there or something, or something happens, or they're meeting her. Or, like she must have some importance, or maybe not. But I know it's pretty cool. But I, I think Emily wants to get to the next picture.
1: <laughs> so the day this article went up online, the first thing that I get from Brittany is this next picture. And it is the one of Hawks and who we now know is Allegiant General Pride. That's Pride with a Y. And that's Richard E. Grant's Imperial character. I, I want to find exactly how this was described to me, because I'm like, I, the the text exchange on here was, like, I love that this is the first one you said to me. And Brittany says, I had to look at him. He looks like he takes candy from children. <laughs> and Brittany knows that apparently that's my type.
2: I was going to say, old mean guys but i'm like i don't know (laughs) i feel like just accurate just look at him like he he looks like he steals from children like he looks so bad well he is a first order
1: dude they're not great but just look at
0: him Okay. Now something I wondered is do you think he's a holdover? Do you think he used to be an Imperial and then is now in the First Order?
1: I'd I'd think so, just because he is older. It doesn't seem like if you're like sixty and you've just been like a merchant somewhere or something, you suddenly decide to join the first order.
0: If it turns out to be Captain Rex, I'll be super pissed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm totally kidding, but that would be one of the most ridiculous leaps you can imagine.
1: Although actually, okay, obviously not Captain Rex. I would love to see a character defect the other direction. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm down. Because like, we we have plenty of stories of somebody who was with the Imperials going to the other side. I'd I'd like to see somebody go the other way. I know that's not like a heroic storyline, but it's one I'm interested in.
0: Well, if for fans of the show Resistance, the cartoon, one of the characters who was you would assume to be a good guy was like, man, these First Order people really got it figured out. They're trying to keep us safe with nice orderly order, and they're just everything they do is fantastic. So I think I'm going to go see what they're all about. That's true. But it would be cool to see, like, you know who it would be? (sighs) C3PO.
2: He's
1: like, I'm
0: sick of being treated like crap. Later days, turds.
2: Well, no. Apparently in this article, he says that he's doing something in this movie that is surprising and that he's something he's never done before.
0: Why couldn't that be what I just said? (laughs) That would be surprising as hell. But of course we know that's not true. I'm being facetious.
2: Yeah. I don't know.
1: All right. I don't want to spend too long on this picture. I will say I like the fact that the First Order uniform is different on the hem. It's got like these cool sort of like gathers or, or almost pleats that run diagonal across it. And it just makes it look a little bit fancier and a little bit neater. And he's holding yeah. something. Some little rod thing. A vape. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can't tell what that is.
1: But yeah, I'm totally, I just, I don't know. It's a really cool picture and I always like the bad guy pictures. Yeah. And I think the contrast on this one, because there's so much black and then just like the little bit of reds around the, the panels on the control thing are awesome.
2: Yeah, I like it. They're very vibrant in color. And I'm glad
1: that we have a name for Richard E. Grant now. And I hope that he's scary since they sort of cut the balls off of Hux being scary, which was a shame.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if that was going to be any complaint that I had of The Last Jedi, it would have been that. Like, I thought it was cool how Kylo Ren was coming into his own. And it's like even the people who would do his bidding, he still doesn't have time for their crap. But but yeah, Hux, man, to see him go from... The the insane Hitler speech on Starkiller Base. To speaking of which, complete sideline here. You know the movie that um, uh, Donald Gleason was in, where he it real, his his dad tips him off that they're a family of time travelers.
1: I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about.
0: It's really good. You should definitely check it out. But anyway, there's a scene where he and his dad decide that look they always had all these rules. You can't go back in time past the last time somebody in the family was born because you don't want to mess it up and have them not be born. And I always wanted to do an edit where they're explaining how this one time they're going to do it. But as long as we don't change anything and everything turns out exactly the same, it should be okay. And then instantly cut down to him going today marks the end. (laughs) But anyway, that's just me.
3: <laughs> hmm.
2: All right. What's the next picture? The next picture is...
0: Uh, The next one is... It's just a bunch of people on set. This is that skiff-looking thing that they're on, I think. Well, maybe it's not.
2: I don't know. It kind of looks like it, because everyone's in the... Oh, I was going to say everyone's in the picture, but no, Oscar is not. Because you just see Anthony, Oscar, or not Oscar, um, John, Daisy, and then Jonas.
0: God, could you imagine how hot it would be wearing that Wookiee costume? Oh, my
1: God. In that
0: desert. Poor well, Jonas, and then you, you, know, you got Anthony Daniels in that. And Anthony Daniels in that completely metal get up and not metal in a heavy metal kind of way. Um, yeah, that would be pretty rough.
1: Yeah, that might be and the they, thing. Yeah, the, I think it's the thing we see him in mean, because that looks like that that sort of mast, sort of thing at the front.
0: Yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah, it's got like this weird triangular vent thing in the front. This engine. Yeah, I bet that's it. And then the one, the one tech guy who's holding something, leaning back really awkwardly, like he's trying to hump it as a joke. <laughs> And that's the picture that ends up in the in the magazine.
1: Yeah. I imagine that guy's getting a lot of shit from his friends.
0: Oh, I'm sure. But then he's like, yeah, but I'm working on a Star Wars movie. Touche. <laughs> and so I'm looking at this next one. Sorry to jump ahead, but just to see if it's no. the same locale. Because we see C-3PO again with an umbrella over him. Um possibly a different umbrella. What? I know, right, but it's because the one up above him and it may just be a weird reflection, but the umbrella looks gold.
1: Um he's got it he's and got a different umbrella and that yeah. means that it's a plot
2: hole.
0: Yeah. And then BB-8's there too.
2: Why isn't there an umbrella over him? He needs to stay cold. I mean possibly cuz he's not a person. Still. It's not fair. I'm not going to see episode nine now because of this.
0: <laughs> we both know that's a lie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It, it just, it's so funny what petty reasons people come up with. Like why, like they don't want to like see a movie or something, but I'm trying to think of like the most pettiest reason why someone is not going to see episode nine.
0: I'll tell you what the best reason not to see any movie is. And it's, that there's other people at the theater <laughs> <laughs> well, because yeah, if yeah. anybody's going to ruin an experience it's people
1: yeah especially if you get into fights with them outside the theater
0: <laughs> i wasn't even thinking about that i was just thinking about it's like why do you always want to go to the imax theater because it's loud and that way when somebody's being obnoxious you can't hear him because the movie's so loud
1: yeah, I'm so like, I pretty much only go to the Alamo theaters here now because they kick people out. And so everybody shuts the fuck up. Like I had to go to They kick people out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. They, they have a big warning at the start of the movie being like, if you talk or have your phone out, you get one warning and then you get tossed with no refund. I've never actually
2: even seen anybody get thrown out because everybody knows the rules. And that's why people go there. Our theaters need that more. I can't count how many times I've been to a theater and someone's talking or someone has their phone or something like that. Like I just went to the movies and I swear like there are people all around us that were like talking that were, you know, I kept hearing like conversations, but yeah, yep. but it's all good. Yeah,
1: whatever, whatever Alamo doesn't have something because they only have like eight screens whenever they don't have something i'm like i have to debate whether i really want to see it or not and i think the last thing i saw somewhere else was uh, robin hood where i saw it like a amc and i was so pissed off at people talking i'm like i already hate this movie you're making me hate it even more
0: Can't now do i i told this story on the sith list but whenever amanda went to see um in game. She went on the Friday of the weekend it came out and at like the 1230 showing afternoon. So she goes and she said it wasn't super crowded, but there was a uh, just enough people in there and there was a pair of older ladies like in their 60s. Possibly very early 70s, but right about that age and a guy pulls his phone out and one of the old ladies goes Hey! <laughs> Cell phone! <laughs> and <laughs> and the- and the guy <laughs> like puts it back in his pocket. I was like, "Oh my god, that's so good!" God bless old, that old people. Lady. Yep.
1: Well, I guess as an old lady, you're like, well, they're probably not gonna like fight me or anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Unless they're me, I guess. But um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So let me ask you guys about this next picture. This is the one with the horses. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, my favorite now. In the photo, you've got to assume that this is, is this a, sc- no, it says Annie Liebowitz. Is it, cause I'm wondering if it's a screen grab because it sure looks like a, a lot of post effect has been done because I, I really don't think that's a prosthesis stuck on a horse.
2: Um, there was the video, and they had all the dots right. on the horse. But so I think that she took the picture, and then they, the animators or the CGI people, were like, "I got this, fam." And maybe did
0: all that. so, but I'm just gonna tell you, it looks awesome, number one. But just the horses in general, and whatever, like the shape of their face and the tusks sticking out. But Naomi Aki looks like the most baddest badass. Of all time. And she has like a cape. kicked off sideways. She has a cape or a capelet, depending on what you, you know, where your definition lies. She's sitting on the horse like this weird side saddle thing. She's got her leg hooked over it and she's firing um, a bow or getting ready to. And it is, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who looks more like an ass kicker than that.
1: It's, it's pretty great. She looks fantastic.
0: And I'm thinking, man, what if she's Empress Ness' daughter?
2: Ooh. Or. I'm trying to think. So. Oh. Weren't they hinting at the episode nine panel that she was Lando's eh, daughter?
0: I couldn't decide if they, that was tongue in cheek or not. Because that was the whole thing. Orlando's well, a man, a man of the universe. He could have basically illegitimate kids all over the place. Is what the joke was. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think that like I wasn't quite sure because that could also be making fun of the oh there's a like because this happened with Finn and it's oh there's right. a black character. They must be related
2: to Lando. Yeah.
0: Right. Right.
2: Yeah. I I don't. I hope that she's not like I I don't like the whole. It's all connected, but I mean, I like yours, Eric. That well, this is the reason I say business. that is because her hair is
0: rad and because she's kicking ass and taking names to write on their tombstones.
1: Exactly. I'm trying to think of the timeline there.
0: Well, if, yeah, because if Infus Nest... Think how how far work. after well, Solo is this? Oh, man, that's a good question. I
1: mean, because it's 40 years after...
0: 35 years. Somewhere in there,
2: it could work because Solo was about 10 to 5 years before New Hope, and it's been okay. Yeah, that's 30 something, work. I would say around 35 to 40.
0: So, about 40 yeah. years. Well, yeah, so, so if it let's say Naomi Aki's character is 18. I mean, she, she looks older than 18, but let's just say. Then that would mean Empress Ness would have had to been like... Well, no, because she's 18 then. If I back that up, 58. She would have been... Damn it. Nah, she'd be way too old.
1: Well, Naomiaki's 26.
0: Right. Okay, hang on.
1: So if she... Yeah.
0: So we said... That, that,
1: okay. No, this could totally work. Are we still doing Because if that? she, if she has a kid, <laughs> if um, Infos has had a kid, like, uh, 15, 20 years later, which she totally could have, because she's young, she could have her kid in her, in her, like, late 30s or something. Right. Then that works.
2: Yeah. Whoops.
0: Eric, are you still doing that? I'd put her in her, have to be in her like her 30s, probably. <laughs> but yeah, oh. let's just say. But it's probably not. But, you know, who knows? I'll tell you what. They need to have more emphasis nest in something. But anyway, that's a story for another day. All right. My bad.
2: I agree. It's okay. No, you're all good.
0: But yeah, that looks super rad. Now, I know, I know that... This next one is a huge deal for pretty much everybody, but I want to talk about just not even the implications of it, but just the composition of it and how beautiful it is. This is the one of Kylo Ren and Rey fighting uh, on, standing on what looks to be maybe the Millennium Falcon, or it's some sort of man built metal structure. It's hard to say.
1: A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are speculating Death Star ruin since we know that's in the water. Is it rain or snow? I think it's waves.
0: Yeah, that's. It looked like ocean spray to me, not to drink.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're. I think they're fighting like on a ship or remains of a ship, like in 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 the ocean. It's. It's badass looking.
0: Yeah, it's super cool, and just the shading of it, which makes the lightsabers really pop. That's that is that is ultra neat.
3: It
2: is. I like how Adam calls their force con- connection the maybe bond. Yeah. It's interesting that, you know, all the characters, you know, give interviews and everything, and we never really hear from Adam Driver.
0: Yeah, it, very rarely. He, you know, he's talked about how they've had, they had a vision of where they want this character to go over the long haul. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? And so, so they went ahead and, and like aimed at that from the beginning, I guess. But.
2: I don't know though, but yeah, this picture is beautiful I'm interested to see how their final battle will go
0: um something that I was trying to come up with this on the Sith list and I couldn't put my my thoughts together and I completely ruined the show whenever I was trying to do it but (laughs) basically there was there was some portion of this article and it it, it may be that or one of the clickaways in it but what it amounts to is that Daisy Ridley was talking about this but it's how She and Kylo Ren, or Rey and Kylo Ren, they essentially want the same thing. They just want to belong. But in Rey's mind, Ben had it all. He had everything that both of them actually want, but he didn't think he had it and threw it away. And how they're ultimately searching for that same thing, but being like Mm -hmm. opposite sides of the coin And in a respect that makes their journey even cooler. And I know people were kind of bummed out that Snoke didn't turn out to be a bigger deal, but it's like you needed him out of the way for this to happen for, for Kylo Ren. And man, I think that is a super cool slant and seeing this picture of them fighting really makes you dwell on that. Yeah. And it does say. Their force connection will turn out to run even deeper than previously revealed. Dun, dun, dun.
2: All the Raylos go crazy.
0: Boy, I got some bad news for him on that. <laughs> oh. Not that I don't understand why they want it, but I watched our friend Steel ask Daisy Ridley about the whole Raylo thing. And she was very aware of it, and her answer and the look on her face very much told me that, yeah, nah, dog. Yeah, but,
2: I think it's interesting that she is very against Raylo. Like, I I like that. I like how she has a strong opinion about Ray and n- not necessarily who Ray should be with, but. The kind of are they or aren't they kind of thing because I feel like that's what a lot of you know Raylos. I don't know. I don't want to speak for the Raylos because I know we have some listeners that are hardcore Raylos, but I don't know. I just I really like how when she was talking to Steele about that, like how she was just flat out like, no, like I don't like this.
0: Well, this is now, mind you. This is just one man's opinion, okay? But there was this girl I liked and um so this guy that she viewed as a father figure, I killed him <laughs> in an effort to impress her and she said that was a deal breaker. She said no, sir. No, just not going to happen ever. You killed you killed this guy. Now he wasn't my dad, so it's the parallel isn't perfectly the same, but you know, it's pretty damn close.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I just want to point out that that's not true. I never killed anybody except with kindness.
2: (laughs) That is the most true statement I've ever heard from you, Eric. Anyway,
1: uh, We don't need to get into it again. I've I've talked about my feelings on that particular pairing plenty and we can skip it for now.
2: Yeah. So yeah, please don't send us angry emails. Thank you. Next picture.
0: (laughs) Now, there's a couple things in here that I I realize I'm like hijacking your show and I don't mean to because I start talking first. No, but please, the, we suck at this. The what I want to talk about is so you you had. Have...
2: <laughs> Did we lose you,
0: Janky? Rudder. Oh, can I can you hear you hear again
2: now. We lost you for a little bit.
0: He left you as soon as
2: you were going to start your your big speech. Oh, damn it. What
0: happened? Oh, Oh, I can see where the timeline's broken, too. What the shit? (laughs) Let me see what what happened over here.
1: What um, were you going to say? On
0: my backup recording. Hang on. Let me me make sure my backup recording says... According to my backup recording, I was talking the whole time. Fucking Zencaster. Okay. So anyway, what I was going to say is you have the action in the picture the part that you're supposed to be looking at with the what's probably that skiff thing and you see like that janky rudder and the engines and stuff yeah right Mm -hmm. but what's cool is looking at the production end of it where you've got those two huge panels to reflect the light where they want it that is killer and then you've got your your camera rig set up on those tracks and it's just all <laughs> cobbed together with little boards stuck under it to shim at level. You see it when you realize like what they're doing to make these movies happen. I don't know something about that. I find just excellent to look at.
2: Yeah, they they put so much work in these movies and especially like not only that, but. Where they are, like the weather there must be just god awful And here are these actors and here's the crew like making all this equipment and shooting this and they must be dying.
0: Oh, yeah, I think that would be pretty rough. And I mean, when you want to talk about sand getting everywhere, I bet keeping it out of the cameras is a bitch.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, man, I hope these people get like a nice spa day like after filming something like this or doing this much work.
0: I think they get to say that they worked on a Star oh, yeah, Wars movie. yeah,
2: that's pretty good. Yeah, but still, I mean, some of these people that work on this, like, maybe they, they're they not the biggest, like, Star Wars people, but you never know.
0: That's true. That is true.
2: And then we got maybe just
1: sort of the nicest picture. It's not the most exciting in terms of, like, seeing anything new, but we've got the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, And we have Chewbacca and Lando and BBA and Poe and cute little Dio.
0: Now I just noticed that everybody except Dio has their head tilted slightly to uh, to camera right. Yeah, which stage left? Everybody like (laughs) every time I look at it,
1: I find myself tilting my head.
0: And that Oscar Isaac, man, I'm going to tell you, as a matter of fact, our, our friend Rebecca O'Hanlon had what may have been the best take on this. She cropped that picture out and said, I think this picture may have just gotten me pregnant. That guy is devastatingly it's handsome.
1: kind of crazy. And
0: I'm just going to tell you, I am not into dudes, but my God, I could be.
2: I don't know. I mean, I think he's great and all, but I I personally did not get pregnant from this photo. But I'll let you know when the next time a photo arises when I, I get pregnant from it. But he does look uh, good.
1: I will say, I've seen better po- better pictures of Oscar Isaac. Oscar. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's the gloves. I,
1: I do like those. the fact that, that Dio <laughs> seems to be looking at him, like, also in love with him. I love Dio.
0: Yeah, that's a great picture, man. And, uh Yeah.
1: I really want some good Lando Chewy content.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Like, that hits all of my nostalgia.
0: Now, people keep talking... Let me ask how you feel about this. People keep talking about, do you think Lando will acknowledge uh, L3? And I gotta say, I hope not. And the reason I say that is because it's checking a box. I feel like you can't win in this scenario. If you don't, then you're a dirty bastard, but... In whatever novel, I guess it was the novelization of Solo, they really tried to explain their way out of that crusty wet paper bag by going on about how she was assimilated into the ship and the last part of her personality, like basically Lando witnessed it being given up. That's
1: horrifying.
0: As she became part of the ship. Oh, it was worse. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, you should have just left it alone instead of trying to, basically, it was like, I know I'm making a conscious decision to do this and I'm fine with it. It's my decision, not yours, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you're only saying this now because the whole internet's in an uproar about your movie. Mm-hmm. So if they do it now, then they'll be going back on that, which I realize, whatever, man, I just, I don't want to be paid. to. I want it to. never
1: acknowledged again so that I can continue to ignore it.
0: Very. Yes. Yeah.
2: I 110% agree. Like I remember specifically a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to the Sith list because I know exactly what you're talking about, Eric, because I remember Araj was talking about how he wants Lando <laughs> to look at the Falcon and say, hey, L3. Like the moment I heard that, just I got like a full body cringe. Like I was eating something and I was like, Ugh! But no, no, just dis- disrespect to Raj. I mean, I'm like, some
1: disrespect to Raj because that's a terrible idea.
2: I do not want that at all. Please, God, no! But
0: I, I, yeah, I don't definitely know. not a fan. Not a fan.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm sad. There's no porks in this picture.
0: Yes. Yeah, kind of combing over that picture to see if there were any, and I, yeah, I'm curious about that, but you know, what are you going to do?
1: I just want even just like a brief shot of one when they're doing like a tracking shot down the Lennon Falcon hallway
2: or something. I just want to see a pork somewhere. Yeah, I mean they had a nest in the Falcon for God's sake. Like some of them have to be cohabitating and sound of the Falcon, but I worry because they're going to be in such hot and cold weathers. Like, I wonder how they do in different parts of the universe.
0: Yeah, that I don't know.
2: Is the Falcon
1: not...
0: Climate controlled?
1: That's the word I was looking for. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I would think it would have to be, but same time, how long do they leave it off when they go places? And then, you know, somebody, they're shopping, and then somebody looks in and sees Porgs inside the Millennium Falcon and calls the space police. And they and come, they come and break and the window, bust open the windows, and then they wait outside for the pilots to come along, and then lecture the crap out of them. And then it shows up in my news feed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, my bad.
2: Oh, it's okay. Want to move on to the next photo? So, sure. aliens.
0: Yeah, so they're all Aki-yaki. different kinds. Mm -hmm. right
2: yeah because they say that the locals play the aki aki natives to the planet Pisana. so yeah the
1: desert planet that we've been seeing in these other shots i'm assuming it's all the same
0: probably
1: i hope there's not more than one desert planet on this movie
0: you know, I know people are like, oh boy, a desert planet, way to go. But here's the thing. If you're really trying to make it not look like Earth on Earth, the best place you can go is a desert because that's where you're gonna get the longest stretches of stuff that's not man made yeah. sticking out. And that that's just the reality of the situation. But, you know, what ifs.
1: Yeah. But we see some cool looking aliens. Their creature designs always on point. There's a bunch of variations here. It looks maybe just like, I mean, we see a couple of different things, but even within like the same species, these guys don't look the same. Like they all have slightly different shapes on their tentacles or they're pointing off or curling in different directions. The coloring's different.
0: But then you've got the one that's on camera right that looks like it's got the, I don't know, like binocular strap to its face.
1: Yeah, that's something completely different.
0: Yeah, yeah, with the... Is that hair, do you think, that, like, a, a head? Or do you think that's some weird ceremonial dress, that, like, a headdress kind of thing?
1: Well, I'm not sure. At first, I thought it was just their head. But now looking at it, it looks like it might be,
2: like, fabricy. Yeah, it looks fabric
0: Yeah, it's hard to say.
2: I don't know. I, I wonder... Why the Resistance is there or why some people from the Resistance are on this planet?
0: Oh, I just realized the one is like, looks like they just came from Burning Man. The one with the yellow and they've got like the tie eyed looking beard.
2: (laughs) Good call. I think they all look like they could be coming from Burning Man.
0: Yeah. And then that one the one guy who's like part of the tech crew you got to figure either that or he's the worst alien <laughs> hey guys it's me wait up for me
1: it's me ted the alien
0: oh my god i was going to say ted too oh that's awesome yeah their yeah. designs are always good it's it's always like just right yeah let's see oh
1: we get one of John Williams, conducting. Yeah. And on the screen is a picture of General Leia. That looks good. Yeah,
0: that looks great. And um, this this sort of thing really speaks to me because I'm way mm-hmm. into I'm a, I'm a musician and I'm way into the film score aspect of it. And uh, just to watch John Williams at work, we had a, the guy. It's been making the rounds of the the podcast slash audio drama blockbuster that was a story of like george lucas and steven spielberg but specifically george lucas and what it took to get star wars released and all that well the same guy who did that also did a documentary called score and i picked it up on amazon instant video for 10 bucks but uh it is interviews with tons of composers and directors and all this stuff. It's very cool. Very, very cool. And getting to watch these people work is really amazing. And something that I, obviously I must've known, but never thought about is the fact that like these string players, well, these orchestras, they don't rehearse this material ahead of time. They're not given it two weeks ahead of time where they practice and practice and practice. They show up, They sight read that together and then go home. And it's like, that is amazing to me.
1: Oh man. I never thought about that.
0: Yeah. I, I, I was floored that, you know, they read it. They read that and, and play and I'm sure, you know, they'll warm up and do a take or two, but yeah, that is insane. The, the ability to do that's just stunning.
1: no. One thing I did like in the article, and I'll I'll mention it here because um, we see that they're they're playing to a screen with General Leia, is J.J. was talking about about using the footage of Leia and sort of the process of that. And the whole thing just gave me much more confidence in those scenes. And one of the things I found really touching is J.J. said when he was working on the script, he was very careful... To not put Lieutenant Connix, who is the character Billy Gord plays, in the scenes that they're using the Leia footage for, because he thought it would be too difficult for her to do. And she told him, no, I want to be in scenes with her and and said, "I, I want to, I want for my children when I have kids, I want them to see it. Wow.
0: That's awesome. That, oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, like that, just that really got me. And I, you know, this is one thing, and I've talked about it on the show before, I've been really cautious about that aspect of this movie. But I, hearing everybody talk about it, I I really have faith that they're going to do it well.
0: Same.
2: Yeah, I agree. I have total faith in Lucasfilm that they will do this well.
0: Well, the thing I think's cool about any of that is that that they, they're not just taking care because it's important to us. They're taking care because it's important to them, too. Yeah. And that's thats what makes it a great thing.
1: And then we've got the last picture, I think, which is old buddies Luke and our two and a
2: whole bunch of fire and smoke. Yeah, man. This is... Do you think that this is a flashback scene or something? You know, I don't...
1: I don't know how much this mirrors anything we're actually going to see in the movie. I really don't. I don't either.
0: Yeah, that's hard to say. And that's what you have to remind yourself of. Because, you know, last year, or two years ago, I guess... They had the picture where it was Mark and Carrie together mm-hmm. oh, in one of the yeah. pictures. Didn't they? Yeah. And then they had one that was um, Carrie and her daughter, Billy, and th- that wasn't in the movie. So when you see this, yeah, you want to be like, oh, man, what's going on? But I, if this is indicative of a scene in the movie, then I would have to think that... It, it, unless they haven't added like the Force Ghost effect, there would have to be a flashback because I don't see them doing anything like bringing Luke Skywalker back in the flesh, in back from the dead.
1: Yeah, and the the other thing that I keep I keep in mind myself is, I mean, Annie Leibovitz is a incredibly gifted photographer so it's not like we're seeing stills we're seeing carefully done i mean some some behind the scenes stuff too obviously that was like spur of the moment but also like very carefully posed photography
0: right yeah it's not a frame grab gotcha
1: but i mean like i don't think this is pulled out of nowhere i mean especially since fire and smoke isn't just something you decide to do in your star wars photo but i was i was leaning towards flashback but no eric's right it could be that it's it's something where they just haven't done the ghost effect yet
2: yeah maybe but why would r2 be there also because they're buddies like, he's know but his ghost can friend. r2 can r2 see ghosts he can see his friend luke
0: um, you know, that's a good question.
2: Yeah, I don't know if droids can see ghosts. I mean, maybe it, I forget what animal it is it. Isn't it that like dogs or cats or something can like sense the presence of like ghosts or something? I don't know. But I mean, that'd be nice. Well,
0: so, uh, in The Last Jedi, Luke was not really there, right?
3: Oh, yeah. And 3PO but C-3PO saw him
0: because he could see him.
1: Yeah, so is does force projection work the same way that force ghosts work?
0: We'll um, see. I don't know.
1: Or or maybe R two just happens to be standing right there, and Ray's like, "Dude, there's a ghost right next to you," and R two has no idea what's going on.
0: He's like beep, followed by boop, which means what the hell?
1: <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of pictures. I wanna, I actually do want to get a physical copy of this just because there's some stuff I'd like to have.
0: Ha- Hamill looks killer in that picture. I think yeah. he just, he looks tremendous. I'm
1: yeah. The the presence that he has given old man Luke is really
2: impressive. Yeah, yeah. He looks really good. R two looks really good too. I mean, R two always does, but he's a little dirty.
0: You could, he's been working out though. You can tell.
2: Yeah, I can tell in those arms, that chest too, the chesticles. We look good. Well, yeah, that was all the pictures.
1: Okay, so, Eric, do you have time for a little bit of email? I do. Okay, because we got some email specifically for you.
0: I'm Ooh, ready. But should
2: we start with the, the uh, special sauce or the special... Uh... Special
1: sauce? Jesus. Yeah. Do, oh, do you mean the fuck, Mary kill? Yeah. Okay, we actually have two fuck, Mary kills that are specifically for Eric. I'm ready. Okay, and thank you for agreeing to do this I always that is one thing I'm like are you somebody okay with doing this because I never know how much our dirtiness people are into but okay this is the first one and thank you to Luke Cruiser for helping me come up with a third person on this but your choices are Taylor Swift mm-hmm. Aaron Kellerman and Daisy Ridley
0: oh son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what the hell this isn't even fair
1: Yeah, that's sort of the point.
0: Okay. This is going to set the world on its ear. Uh Uh-oh. Because, okay, I have to marry Taylor Swift. I just have to. That's just a given. Um, Now, here's the deal, and I'm going to explain my choice very carefully. I would fuck Daisy Ridley and kill Aaron Kellyman. But here's why. But here's why: because Daisy Ridley is oh, a wow. foul mouth hooligan, <laughs> and everybody knows it. And Aaron Kellyman is simply too nice to do anything like that too. So I would just there would it wouldn't be fair to to fuck her. She deserves better than that. So you know, which I mean, I realize being killed by me isn't better. You you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> God so, it!
1: Be be killed by you is better than having sex with you. Is your basic premise of this? I
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's oh that yeah that one's really hard. I because I it's like I'm either gonna marry Taylor or marry Aaron Kellyman, but it's like I have to marry Taylor Swift. I mean, for God's sake, our babies would be the most beautiful things ever born. Right behind my kids, I already have. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) but, God damn, yeah, that's hard. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Here's what I would do: I would marry Taylor Swift, I would okay. fuck Aaron Kellyman, and then I would have to kill Daisy Ridley.
2: Oh wow. Okay. Why that?
0: Because I feel like Aaron Kellyman is just so bright-eyed and got her whole life to look forward to, and Daisy Ridley seems like she's a little more cynical, and she'd just judge me the entire time I was giving it to her.
1: <laughs> Give me the t- I did. I did when I when I was coming up with this. I did have to pause and Google and go. Wait, how old is Erin Kellyman? Cuz I knew she was she's over 18, enough. but I uh, she's 20. I like if she had been like 19, I would like no. I wouldn't have done it cuz teenager. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you what, honestly, if I was faced with this conundrum and it was an actual thing where all three of them were vying to be married to me, I would become a Mormon and just <laughs> so that I could have multiple wives.
1: I like that that's what you think the scenario is if they're all three in front of you.
0: No, I'm just saying, if they were vying for it, none of them would want to marry me, let's be real. But...
1: I mean, Aaron Coleman does think you have nice hair. That's a good starting (laughs) point. That's a good starting point for a relationship.
0: Yeah. Man, could you imagine what our babies would look like? Oh my gosh. That's a mean question. That's just mean.
1: (laughs) Well, wait till you get to the next one, because this is the one that Raj gave me.
0: Oh god, okay.
1: And... Your choices are, Araj, uh-huh.
0: Les, and Boo. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. This is an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> I would marry Boo because he seems like he, he's just right at that age where I could probably push him around, and he'd be he uh, <laughs> my my wisdom would he would just he would. Basically listen to what I had to say um, Plus yeah. I think he's just cute I would fuck less Because man If anybody was going to toss you around It'd be that guy right there <laughs> um, And then I would kill Arash Just because if you've met him everybody-
1: Did we lose Eric again?
2: Yeah
0: Oh shit I'm sorry
1: <laughs> We lost I- you Right when you said you were going to kill Arash
0: Oh damn it I'm sorry, somehow I like accidentally touched my mouse and it was hovering over the mute the microphone button. And I said, I would kill Araj because everybody who's met him totally understands why. But honestly, the real reason I would kill Araj is to get him out of the way so that when things didn't work out between me and Boo, I could marry marry Lorena.
1: (laughs) There you go.
2: How about you, Brittany? Well, for legal reasons, I would have to marry boo and then i would kill Les. and then i would marry a raj because we would go travel the world because that's what raj does is he just is always traveling and i i would like to do that but but yeah sorry Les, you're dead but obviously it took me a long time to think about these answers, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so I want to make sure I see Mena and stone, that I'm killing yeah. Araj and I'm yeah. killing Daisy Ridley. I just want okay. to make that perfectly clear. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, so at least Araj is in good company.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because, man, that's hard. It was surprisingly easy, though, really, for to decide to kill Araj. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I mean, he... He's definitely marriage material, Araj is. I'm just saying. But Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, Emily, what, what would you do?
1: Um. Okay. Well, I can't have sex with Boo because that's weird. And I can't marry oh, no, him because that's on. also weird. When it's friends, yeah. that's better. So I think I, I think I have to kill Carlos.
2: Dude, Emily, you have to give him a chance. It's like, you know, when you go to Costco and you like try the free samples
1: yeah, but it's the free sample that m- my friend has had sex with.
0: <laughs> here's 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 what I literally just heard. Okay, here's what I just heard. Emily, you have to give fucking Carlos a chance because I was going to kill him too. But then I'm like, Nah, I'll go ahead and fuck him and see what what that's like. That's what I just heard.
2: No, it it's like when you go to a restaurant and you order a really good steak, like probably like the best steak you've ever had, and then you tell your friend, "I went to this restaurant and had this really great steak and I think you should try it too."
0: Well, I didn't realize that Boo <laughs> was such a piece of meat, but Wait, mean, so
1: you're 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 not only giving me permission, <laughs> but encouraging me to have sex with Boo.
0: This reminds me of a story that I'll tell you when we're done recording. Just remind me.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. I have to kill Boo because it's too weird. Okay. I'm gonna fuck Gus because he's fucking gorgeous, and seems like he'd be fun. And <laughs> and then I'm gonna yeah I, I marry Raj pretty much for your reasonings there, Brittany. Like we'll just travel around everywhere and like go to Vegas a lot or just head off to Europe for a week for no reason.
2: Yeah. I like that. Sweet. Well, thank you everyone for the fuck Mary kills. They were great. Uh, should we get to emails? Yeah. Okay, I'll read the first one from Rick V. Uh, he says, "Hey gang, couple of questions. Um, for Mister Strawthers, Eric, your band Throw the Horns puts together some amazing cover versions of some killer tunes. Are there any you'd like to do, but either you haven't gotten to them yet, or the band just doesn't want to do?" Follow up, if you guys get to make a video for any cover that you'd get to remake a shot by shot, what would you choose? I'm envisioning Eric's flowing locks while riffling some killer solo standing atop a bitchin' camera. Camaro. 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 I can't read. Um <laughs> Love the show. Keep up the star work all of you. Cheers, Rick.
0: Well, Rick, first of all, buddy, you're great. Thank you f- for the tip for the sale at Barnes and Noble. More on that on this upcoming the Bad Motivators segment, who got what. But, oh man, um, there's songs that throw the horns we've talked about working up and then never got anywhere with or songs that we abandoned that we used to do. And one song I always wanted to do that we never did or never really tried to do was, and I know maybe it's offensive, but it's the song Black Betty by Ram Jam. And yeah. it, it's, it's that song, like from a rhythmic standpoint, the Southern rock aspect of it is really cool. But some other stuff that we started to work on that we didn't do was, um, uh, Oh, what's this Boston tune we were working on? I just saw the transcription of it while I was hanging up my sail bar shelf yesterday. Uh, but it's stuff like that, that big Epic two guitar stuff so whatever that boston song was is the one that i really wish we had put together but i should add that we are getting ready to drop an album at the end of june of all well one cover song but it might as well be an original tune because it doesn't sound anything like the original version of it but um so yeah there's that that's what we're working on right now
1: cool
0: now as far as a music video remaking it shot for shot uh phew, man that's hard i almost think that i would want to do some like bizarro world concept piece where i would want to uh remake um well either yankee rose by david lee roth or um well no if it had to be the dudes from throw the horns and that's not as cool i was gonna say i knew you were trouble by taylor swift but um mm-hmm. that would be weird so, cuz I don't want like I don't want to be the guy in the video getting smacked around by by Joe or something. That's just not cool.
1: Not not quite the same fantasy material there.
0: No, not no, not even a little bit. No. Well, so, maybe yeah.
1: maybe once you marry Taylor Swift, then you guys can do a video together.
0: Maybe, you know, yeah, I'm really struggling with the Mary and her and, and fucking Aaron Kelly man. That's really weighing on me. Yeah.
1: It's weird how much thought you could start to put into these things as if they were decisions you were actually making that had right. any effect on the world.
0: Well, cause I'm just thinking of how much that would hurt somebody's feelings to know that rather than, you know, I see I'm not marriage material, but, uh, but you'll fuck me, huh? Well, that's, that's sure. Nice. And it's like, yeah. Cause I know how that feels, man. I don't know. I mean, anyway, it's no, better than I'm be like, "Hey, I'm going to
1: kill you, isn't it?:
0: Final decision. Final <laughs> decision. Marion Taylor Swift. She's closer to my age than Aaron Kelly is, that's for sure.
2: Poor Eric, like I, uh, I didn't think it was okay.
1: going to I didn't think it was going to be such an existential crisis.:
0: Now, hey, if I change my mind later can i re-record it and punt, have you punch <laughs> it in during editing i'm just uh, kidding we'll, we'll,
1: yeah we'll stick it on to the end of the episode like after a okay. dumb song okay very good we'll very have good. this special segment where eric can rebut his previous decision <laughs> let's see we also got an email from rabia and we'll sort of go through this one point by point because she's got a couple things to say um hello candle biters i hope you guys are doing well here are my thoughts on this week's star wars news where are the culinary Tran photos in the Vanity Fair spread? 2 years ago, Culinary Tran made history as the first Asian woman to grace the cover of Vanity Fair, but now she's nowhere to be seen at all, which reflects poorly on both those within Lucasfilm and Vanity Fair. Yeah, I sort of had the same um, reaction right away. Um, I mean, my my first guess and this is not an excuse because they should have done something else is maybe Kelly Marie Tran's like maybe Rose isn't in where they were filming in Jordan, but you also have that Falcon photo with Lando and everybody. So, why they didn't do something with Kelly seems crazy. Every time I hear that, that fact, I always heard the, forget the Kelly Marie Tran thing that she was the first Asian woman on a Vanity Fair cover because that was only two years ago, and that's insane. That they didn't have ever have an Asian woman on their cover before.
2: I almost hate saying this, but maybe she doesn't really have a big role in this movie. And I feel like maybe she only wasn't included because they wanted to focus more on, you know, the original character. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm just kindly trying to say that. I don't know. Like, maybe they just wanted to focus on the new characters and not... Not Rose.
0: Let me throw this out there. Because I was surprised too. Especially because she was part of the panel at Celebration. Mm-hmm. And you know, Mark Hamill was notably absent for that. And uh, yeah, and then you were hearing rumors. Oh, he was spotted at LAX. Which turns out, man, there's lots of flights out of there to all kinds <laughs> of places. So it turned out to be Shocking nothing. Me. But let me ask you this. I mean, I, I would say the idea that maybe her role isn't huge is there's probably some real merit in that. Uh, Also the, maybe she wasn't in the location where they were shooting this. Maybe her part didn't include that, but, but have you considered the, no, I don't want to do it no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm not up for dealing with this bullshit this time around. Do you think there's any of that? I mean, I think she's stronger than that. As far as like, uh, she wouldn't do it out of a place of fear at this point. I think it'd be more of like, look, it's just, I'm good. Thanks.
1: Yeah, that could be like, it's gotta be
0: exhausting. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of hope, if anything, I I kind of hope it was her decision. Like, I, I would, I mean, I feel terrible that she was in a position where she felt like she had to make it. But I would feel better if it was something she decided.
0: Right, same. Yeah, exactly. Very well said.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that Lucasfilm is doing this on purpose, like not having her in this. Like, I don't think this should mean anything negative that you know she wasn't in this
1: well it i mean it does insofar as how are they not in 2019 more aware of their diversity problems like i don't think it is racist to the point of oh we're not going to put the asian woman in our photo shoot like because we hate asian women i don't think it's that Sort of thing, but I do think it is a. It's still a problem to not be thinking about her and to not consider putting her in. If that makes sense.
0: It does, because here's a weird line. Okay, I'll just use myself as an example, because I'm the person that I'm most in tune with what my thought process is like. It had not occurred to me that there had not been an Asian woman on the cover of Vanity Fair before. And not because I don't think there should be, because I would have just assumed there would be. And so I see her and I'm not like, oh, hey, look at this, blah, blah, blah. That never occurs to me because in my head, it's totally normal. Right. And I think that's part of the problem in and of itself is that the idea is that oh, people don't want this. But I think it's more more of an ignorance kind of thing. Like, like with me, I had no idea that she was the first one because why on earth wouldn't there be? It's a totally normal thing. But when you're an Asian American, you're keenly aware of it. And you're like, hey, buttholes, look at us. Remember us over here? And so because of that, they do have to put more thought into it than that. The only... I mean, and it's an excuse, but at least the only good thing you can say about it is for the most part that it appears that it's not an intentional slight. It's more of just a, huh, I guess never really thought about it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Not that that makes it any better, but I guess it, it is better to an extent than, than yeah, we're intentionally keeping this group of people down. It's just, but it's sad that it's, it's still a thing.
1: yeah oh yeah Um, anyway back to back to rabia's email i'm so hyped for the knights of ren coming hopefully get some good lightsaber battles from them and i hope they confirm that they were luke's former students i hope that's true right like i like that's sort of what i feel is everybody's been the assumption of them but we've never had that actually confirmed have we that they were the other trainees at Gooks Academy?
0: No, it hasn't been confirmed at all. I mean, the the closest it's all speculation. Okay. You know, he did say that he took some of my former took some of my students with him and killed the rest. But it definitely looks like none of them have lightsabers.
1: I did notice that. Um maybe they were I mean, maybe they were younger than Ben, or maybe that's part of the way that kylo is sort of in charge of them is they don't get lightsabers as a, well, as a power that, dynamic
0: yeah that's something i was just wondering as okay for i realized that technically kylo ren wouldn't be considered a sith i guess but it's the same idea the typical way power struggles like that work is the apprentice waits until they can overthrow their master. And now they're on top and it, maybe Kylo Ren wouldn't want any force users around him. Look, I need to be the guy it needs to be me. And so that's how he keeps them from, because I would think lightsaber or no, they could still kill him if they were powerful in the force. So maybe none of them are forced users. I don't know.
1: That's a good point. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess, we'll, well, hopefully we'll find out. Though there always is that voice in the back of my head that thinks would be
2: hilarious if we just never find out who the Knights of Ren are. Yeah. I would think that would be funny if we just never knew. Like, I don't know. I feel like because we don't really have much information about the Knights of Ren, like, I just, like, don't care anymore. But I know I will as soon as we get, like, more information to them and to them in trailers, but... I don't know, just, well, I know nothing, yeah. so I don't care.
1: It's just one of those things that fandom latched onto and was so certain was going to be so
0: important. That's something that, yeah, we did that on multiple fronts. And, but yeah, we're we're the ones that grabbed onto that. They literally said, mas- he, you know, Snoke said, Master of the Knights of Ren. The, that was it. The one time yeah. it was mentioned. So, yeah, I don't know and you know much like the way they tossed around darth and vader in a new hope where it was sounded more like it was his first name that it, because i you know at that point at that point they didn't they didn't know what they were going to be doing with it is hux calls him ren careful ren yeah something something yeah. something or maybe that's just their thing where he would call him Ren and he would call Huck Stimpy. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're, they're huge Ren and Stimpy fans.
0: But, but you know, it's, I don't know.
1: Okay, Rabia also says, I have very little knowledge of the Knights of the Old Republic, but I would doubt it will be a faithful adaptation and people will whine and whine about it if they choose to adapt that story. I hope we get an original tale that takes inspiration from it, but is incredible in its own right. Yeah, I mean, I personally want that just because, I mean, even though I'm not in Knights of the Old Republic, I want a new story just because, why t- Why retell a story that we already have?
0: I agree. I agree with that. If it, Unless it's such the perfect story that finally we're going to be able to do it in the most glorious of mediums, which is the big screen. But... You know, use framework of the world that's been created. I think the whining, I'd say you hit that 100%. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen no matter what.
1: Yeah. Finally, she says, I know very little of Leda Cal- Calagridis' work. On one hand, I'm happy that Lucasfilm is hiring a woman to write a Star Wars movie, if that rumor is true. On the other hand, I wasn't crazy about Alita Battle Angel, her most recent film. Alita the character was cool, but far too boy-obsessed for my liking, especially since I found her love interest to be rather dull. Also, she lacked any meaningful female relationships, and there was a lot of setting up a sequel rather than telling a complete first story. But I hope these flaws were because of her co-writer James Cameron and not her own input. Anyway, keep on podcasting, Rabia.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never saw the movie, so... Yeah,
1: I mean, I I can't judge on that, um... Yeah, I I also hope you're right and that was not her, that was Cameron, which wouldn't surprise me.
0: Well, considering has been Cameron's
1: other stuff. It's been stuff.
0: my understanding that from like the interviews that I've heard with James Cameron is that he, you know, that we're blessed to have him on this earth and that Fuck goddammit,
1: um, it, I hate I hate James Cameron.
0: Well, yeah, I just yeah, he if he was going to write a character that came off as needing somebody else way more than they should. I feel like that doesn't stray too far from what I tend to think about him. Yeah, but maybe that's not fair.
1: Uh, it seems pretty fair from every time he opens his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. But finally, we got an email from our very good buddy Turbo, and this is called Swallow Your Pride, Pride with a Y. Well, there's the name for my new fanfiction, Jesus. Um, hello there, Lindo, Brito, and Strado. It goes without saying that I miss you all, so the next best thing is sending in emails and listening to your delayed response a few days later in podcast form. The wonders of modern communication. I recently found my copy of Vanity Fair from the Phantom Menace era. And I've been poring over all these brilliant Annie Leavitt po- photos. It just dawned on me that this latest Vanity Fair could be your last Star Wars photoshoot ever. I hope not. One of my favorite photos from this new Vanity Fair is of General Hux and Allegiant General Pride. It's a damn near perfect photo. All that's missing is Captain Peavy. Has anyone had any confirmation that Peavy is in The Rise of Skywalker? Imagine the witty, the witty banner between Withnell and Vivian. Will General Pride be an utter bastard? Imagine the fanfic possibilities, Emily. You can do a fuck, marry, kill between these three if you're game. Also, have you mentioned Ryan's tweet about visiting Galaxy's Edge and drinking g- green milk? I love that man. Take care, my friends, and may the force of Strathers be with you. P.S. Moby is a dick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Moby... Okay, I did just see this thing with the 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 meme that started going around. The guy whose wife falls off the thing while they're hiking. Oh, yeah. And it's like my wife fell off a cliff. One of the best ones I saw was a raccoon holding a kitten standing inside of a door, and it said, please, my wife, she fell off a cliff. But um, one was that they said that if that was Moby seeing a video of somebody's wife falling off a cliff, he'd say, oh, no, my wife, she fell off a cliff. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Yeah, Moby Moby's not a good dude. What a creeper. Um I, I don't know if, if P V is in Rise of Skywalker. If he is, it's probably just him having some little sarcastic asides. I'd like that. I like I like the dudes who just make little sarcastic asides. Those are my guys. yeah um I am assuming that Pride is not a bastard because he's the first order guy, and that's sort of their whole thing um, and i i I tweeted this out and and I know I said earlier I'd really like to see somebody who was a in the resistance or the rebellion become an imperial or the first order. I'd also think it'd be cool if it turns out that, um, that Pride is a, a resistance spy.
0: Ooh, I hadn't even considered that.
1: I don't know why I like, I was just staring at that picture. Cause I was staring at that picture for a long time. I was thinking about this character and that was one of the things that occurred to me. Cause I'm just like, what would be a new take on one of these characters? And also, how are you? How are you fighting a war when you have very few people left? And so, I liked the idea of them getting somebody on the inside.
0: But yeah, you know that. Yeah, I really is, dig yeah.
1: that. I mean that's that's not even like a, a guess at what would happen. It's just something that I think would be cool. And I can't, yeah. I can't do a fuck Mary kill with these three until we see at least a clip of Pride talking. I need some sort of something to go. I need to know what his demeanor is before I make those life changing decisions. Because apparently, it's very important that you get them right.
0: It well, you know, it is, and you don't want to have to go back and issue a retraction fifty <laughs> episodes from now.
1: How embarrassing! Yeah. So, Eric. Yes. Thank you for coming. I podcast. was
0: happy to be on the show. Seriously, it, it was an excellent, excellent uh, gift to me to be asked to be on it.
1: Technical difficulties aside, you're one of my favorite people, yeah. just in general. Like I say, you're almost as good as elephants. But where can people hear your dulcet tones on other podcasts
0: you can find me weekly on my star wars podcast the bad motivators which drops episodes on wednesdays where we talk about such things as what taylor swift song am i going to put at the end of the episode this week and who got what our fun fun segment where we talk about what toys and other collectibles we scored you can also find me on the sith list which it stars um carlos Bu arguello as he's the the main guy and uh a couple other dudes on there too and uh that's all things geek and the only thing i know anything about is star wars so here's every episode i'll just give you a quick rundown all right we're done talking about star wars we're gonna talk about this eric have you seen this no eric have you seen this no Eric, do you watch this? No, that's every episode. So it's tune in for more. It's pretty fantastic.
1: And you are on Twitter just at Eric Strathers.
0: At Eric Strathers, that's right.
1: Alrighty, and our podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBytePod. I am on Twitter and Instagram at EfLind Brittany
2: CantoBrit and Instagram Brittany the Ginger.
1: And please, if you want to send us thoughts on anything that we said day or if you have Fuck, Mary Kill suggestions, or for the new segment, Bedwatch, which we did not do this week, we'll do next week, where we will rate our... We'll give our opinion of what the sexual performance would be of any stars character you suggest. And that you can email cantabitepod at gmail.com. Otherwise, rate and review us on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, all those good things. Uh, check out merch on tpublic.com slash user slash EFLind. Other than that, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.
0: Laters. Bye.
3: Uh, Canto Bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Canto Bitch. Britney the change and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kanto bitch number one. All my girls at bitch. All my girls at E. F. Land to Kanto bitch. They got the goods and I just can't quit How do you become a bitch like me? Podcast you gotta download CBD Send emails, just listen and chill Give them some names to fuck, Mary kill Ask them a question or send a top three Mine is Lindo, Britney and me Oh my girls at the my girls at the Your pod might be good but my are better. Check out some folks, they want a bang and a refresher. Asajj Ventress and Kylo Ren, we'll have Tarkin and of course men Send a shout to the Porgs and to Rustin Brown, and Emily's dad straight putting it down. Every week my girls be getting it done, I should know I've been down since day one.